0: Welcome back to Hour 2 on a Wednesday. Steve Sipple, Jake Sortson, early break. Fun show so far. you out the podcast at theticketfm.com. You can always watch and comment on Facebook, Twitch, YouTube, and Twitter. Call or text us at 402-464-5685. Again, this show is sponsored by Gaina Trucking. Thanks again to Sean Callahan for joining us in the first hour. And uh, we will, uh, again, that, that will be podcasted here shortly at theticketfm.com. There's sip went out gallivanting again during the commercial break as usual. Good yeah, to have you back. Come on,
2: come what? on. Yeah, I'm saying back. come on to myself. Were you outside just running around. I had some thoughts. <laughs> uh, you're, Deepwater you're Horizon. Deepwater Horizon. Why? Why? People are going to say why? Why did you pick Deepwater Horizon? I'll give you an example. Hey, please do. Okay. You know, you they, there's an explosion. You. Okay. You know, there's a lot of guys and women working on this rig. And then there's a there's explosions. We'll say plural. And at one point, uh, Kirk Russell's in the movie. Kurt Russell. Kurt. Kirk, Kurt Russell. Kurt Russell's in the movie. He's one of the like the we'll call him a foreman, on the rig, and and he's showering. And there's an explosion. And and in the midst of all this, a lot of shards of glass and metal are are because of as a result of the explosion, explosion. flying around and, and they like penetrate his skin. Like he's, he's got shards in his foot. You know, he's pulling like metal out of his foot, um, pulling glass out of his foot. And that's what like Nebraska football is right now. Like they're, this is, that, that's, that's the image I have. Like pulling shards out of your foot. Things are flying around, you know, it's, it's a mess. It's, it's a fricking mess. People were yelling at each other. They were on the rig. I mean, of course they were. It was, it was very tense. You know, you had, you had foremen yelling at people to get stuff done. You had, you had the oil company folks on there. Um, the, there was faulty machine. Hey, Jake, there was faulty machinery on no, the that rig. Sounds, that sounds familiar, We've seen yeah. faulty machinery, people pointing fingers at each other. That's Deepwater Horizon. That's what we're talking
0: about. This was about. a uh, 2000. 10, this is a real story, obviously, 2010. Yeah, yeah, I'm not making a lie of it. The read, movie. Read I, it. When read, movie. read it. Well. What's it say? About the actual event or the movie itself. Whatever you want. This is an event that happened April 20th, 2010 to okay. September 19th, 2010. Okay. It was an industrial disaster that began then and in, in, uh, in the Gulf of Mexico. Yes, in the on Gulf. The BP-operated Macondo Prospect. Right. Considered to be the largest marine oil spill in the history of the petroleum industry and estimated to be 8 to 31% larger in volume than the previous
2: largest. Yeah, it was incredible. It was an incredible movie, and the fact that it's a true story makes it all the more incredible. It's a really good movie. It's really well done. A 2016 movie? Yeah, 2016. There you yeah, go. Yeah. With uh, Mark Wahlberg and, yeah. Kurt Russell. Um, and there's a, there's there probably two or three other big names. Kate, uh, Kate, Kate Hudson, Kate Hudson, yeah.
0: John Malkovich, John
2: Malkovich, Kay. yeah. John Malkovich played a played a very. I not know else in there. Played a very unappealing character. All
0: right, so there's our comparison to Nebraska football. Yeah, right now.
2: deep water Horizon.
0: Shards of metal going through people's legs. That sounds terrifying. <laughs> in your foot? Yeah. yeah. He's pulled them out of wonderful. his foot. I'm still trying to envision you doing two hours of radio with Bob Diaco.
2: <laughs> we could probably do it i think it'd be easier no. for me to do it than you
0: i think so i would i say bob i have no idea what you're talking about <laughs> you just go ahead and spout for two hours i don't know what you're saying
2: but see i would have to try to run the board while i was well somebody because bob well we'd have it. someone run the board for you okay
0: in that instance somebody would run
2: it, run the board you guys just be talking we'd probably go better than you think i don't know <laughs> what would you even talk about with Bob, there's a lot. There's a range of things you could talk about. What's happened to UConn football? You could talk. <laughs> what happened? You might have some thoughts there. Well, yeah, I know. Well, yeah, UConn, UConn, and Hawaii right now. I think there's a pretty good battle there for the worst team. Uh, in yeah,
0: Colorado State's
2: pretty bad yeah, too. Yeah, Colorado State. And those are all
0: teams that Michigan played, by the way. Yeah, they played all three of those teams. Yeah, nice. they got terrible. There. Yeah. All
2: right, let's talk about something. Four six relevant.
0: four five six eight five. <laughs> Call or text as always. Yesterday, mm-hmm. Bruce Feldman of the Athletic. Mm. Put out uh, he believe, what he believes right now is the top three contenders, the candidates for Nebraska's football job, based on what his intel. Are his you sources an,
2: an athletic subscriber? No. <laughs> Wonderful. But I did read part of this. Though. I wonder how he came to
0: this. Well, well, here's the names that he, his sources have indicated are the candidates, top three for the job. Matt Campbell, Iowa State, Lance Leipold, Kansas, and Bill... Oh, Brian, Alabama's offensive coordinator. Is
2: it possible he just listens to our show? Possibly. Said you, i got to get clicks here. We are, we are his source because that's, that's, we talk about those three quite a bit. Well, everyone has, haven't right. they? Yeah. If that is the case, I like it to a certain extent. I am not – I share the sentiment with the previous caller – I don't know if it was Brian that said, I'm very lukewarm on Campbell. And I get more lukewarm the more I read about him. I mean, he do- has done very well at Iowa State, obviously, over his seven years. But, Jake, he, how many how many draft picks do you think Iowa State has had during his tenure? Seven years at Iowa State. S-
0: what what's Nebraska had in their last seven I don't years? Know. Do know I
2: them? didn't ask you that I, and what I always tell oh, okay. I always I tell you don't ask to, questions that we to don't know yeah. yeah. okay I, I you always Do you preach have the number? You. don't ask questions that you don't know on do here you I'm have there. the number yes okay. 7 years of Matt Campbell yeah. draft picks yeah 20 no no not even close but I, no. unfortunately that's a bad guess yeah. i'm not disparaging you it's but it's telling it's well, 7 that's it He's had seven Se- draft seven picks. in seven years. Yeah, seven draft picks in seven years. I mean, you know, Montgomery like, a few years That's ago. That's a good one. You know,
0: Brees Hall went
2: last yeah, year. those are the big Brock
0: ones. Brock Purdy, I believe, was Mr. Irrelevant, I Yeah, think, those
2: are, there, there's three of them. David Montgomery's David Montgomery, the right. Chicago Bears running back. Right, yep. and, then, and then Brees Hall was a second-round pick. Montgomery because yeah, Lazard didn't get drafted. Right, Montgomery was a third-round pick. Uh, Brees Hall's second-round pick, and you're right, Brock Purdy was Mr. Irrelevant. There's three of them. He's only had seven. I don't – now, Campbell, the one good thing that you would like about Mac, – there is one good thing. You know what he is? It. It is core. Is an offensive line coach. At his core
0: – Yeah, intriguing to this place, which right. has had uh, <coughs> bad offensive line play for years
2: now. At his core – that's what he is bowling green and bowling green and toledo that's what you know he he was an offensive line coach as a young a younger man he's only 42 he is a young man he still man. is young yeah yeah um last year really impacted my the way i look at matt campbell because he ha- it was set up for him last year he had a he had his best team it was it was perceived to be a top 10 team for sure and they skidded out i mean 7 and 6 they, just, they didn't have any they didn't have a year like you thought they would. Now, if he would follow that seven and six with another seven and six type year, which is very possible, then what? I mean, what's the fan base gonna think?
0: Listen, I, I don't. I don't put Matt Campbell in my top five. For who you I don't?
2: Wanted. Oh, you don't. So we're, I don't. we're we agree on this. Yeah,
0: I, I'm not a Matt Campbell guy. Now, again, I, I wouldn't be surprised if they go that direction, and hire him, because it makes a lot of sense in terms of. The Midwest connections and and the the offensive line and
3: but,
2: and there's, there, we've also we've covered this but we believe that he was on the radar last year yeah I do I mean he's been on the radar the longest it seems like let's put it that way well
0: I, I here's how I I mean Iowa fans would love you to hire Iowa uh, Matt Campbell because they know that of course they lost to him this year but they have his number they know how to beat Matt Campbell I wonder
2: if Iowa fan would say that Iowa fan four six four five six eight five Iowa fan out there, four six four five six eight five. Do you hope Nebraska ha- hires Matt Campbell? Do you really is that That's, are you I, right I, about I that? I honestly
0: hear that sentiment a lot from Iowa fans. I want to hear
2: that. I've
0: I've I've had it texted me from Iowa fans. I, I know several Iowa fans that say I hope you guys hire Matt Campbell because it's gonna be more of the same.
2: You know several Iowa fans because you
0: are an Iowa fan. I am Iowa not fan. an Iowa fan, no, I don't try to associate with them, but once in a while I try to kind of you See are. where they're at with these. I'm not I am not an Iowa fan. There's whispers that tell me that you're an Iowa fan. Your whispers are telling you lies. <laughs> Sick lies over Jake's there. Iowa. No,
2: stop this. <laughs> stop this nonsense. Okay, Matt Campbell. So Feldman, Bruce Feldman of the Athletic, I don't know how he would do that. If it's just a feeling he has, or is he talking to agents that he's narrowed it down to Lance Leipold? Lance Leipold, Matt Campbell and Bill O'Brien. Now that's a good I feel good about two of those guys. And you know you know probably at my if you really pin me down at my you know my gut feel of who's the best name out there for Nebraska, it's O'Brien. That's what I always come back to. And Mark Stoops is not too far behind. His name's gone quiet the last week has. or so. I haven't heard much of,
0: of that, which could be telling something.
2: Again, I have this sort of, you know, I have a inherent bias toward Lance Leipold, so I almost kind of try to steer away from that because I know I'm biased. I have no bias about Bill O'Brien. None. No bias toward Mark Stoops. I just look at their what they've done, and to me they make more sense than Matt Campbell. They just make more sense. Bill O'Brien's further along in his career for one thing. He's 52. He is now and and I like that picture of Penn State where he went 15 and 9, which is not extraordinary, but considering the NCAA sanctions that he inherited from the Sandusky mess um and then getting that team to 8 and 4 in his first season and and then you know having a decent second season and parlaying that into the Houston Texans head coach and then and then getting the Texans in the playoffs four times in six years now is a train wreck. At the end, I get it. I don't. He I, was not a good GM, right? Thank you. He was a terrible. He GM. took over both
0: operations, right. as a head coach. He shouldn't the GM, have done and the it. GM role was a disaster.
2: But I just feel like that so much of that conversation to me is I is irrelevant when you are talking about the college program. I mean, we, we, go back to Nick Saban. Nick Saban, fifteen and seventeen, is the Dolphins' coach. Yes. What's that mean? I don't. Doesn't mean that much to me. I clearly, I didn't mean that much.
0: I, yeah, I don't think for anybody that that goes to NFL success or lack of success for why a, a coach should would not be a good Nebraska coach. I just I don't think that's that's a good way to go. It, it, Nick Saban's the ultimate answer there. That's the ultimate guy you look to that said it didn't work out for him. And I'm still saying, again, I'm not, this is not an Urban Meyer conversation today, but Urban Meyer is a good football coach. He sucked in the NFL. That can happen. He's a great college football coach. Just like Nick Saban is a great college football coach. He wasn't a good NFL coach. Mm-hmm. It, can, it can be both ways here.
2: I know. So, again, we're both hesitant on Campbell – where, where do you come down on O'Brien?
0: I am not as high on him as
2: you are. Because... Uh...
1: Support for this podcast and the following message come from Coriant.
0: I, I would ask you this: How how much is he in complete control right now of that Alabama offense? Is that yeah, your, I would say so. Were you impressed with the Alabama offense in their first test? Well, it's his
2: second. It's his second year, so he hasn't he hasn't had full with control with the Heisman Trophy winner. He hasn't had full control of our personnel. Um, so uh, I was impressed last year. <laughs> so I don't know. Yeah, well, they also cool. had incredible receivers last Let's year. Let's see what happens. Let's see what happens with Alabama this year. No, I'm not. I, that doesn't bother me at all. It, of, of the, no, no, hold on. it. The positive of working under Saban for two years far outweighs the nitpicking you're doing about personnel for Alabama. I mean, you know, I mean, yeah, they don't have the receivers that they they usually have right now. They don't have the guys on the edge that are like waddle, field stretchers. Um, they don't have that. And they're offensive line suspect. So and, and how much of that – do you really pin that on a Bill O'Brien? He, he, here's what I'm going to say Did about. Jake? Did you pin that on a Bill O'Brien? Not, not totally, no. Okay. Well, but I would say go.
0: this about of those three candidates, if those were truly the three that were out there, Campbell, Leipold, O'Brien, I, I we'll see how this season goes, but I would say my number one there would be Leipold. How this, much of this that is, is just
2: because you like his personality?
0: No, it's, it's this is, I'll go why I like Leipold over the others of Campbell and O'Brien. For Bill O'Brien, I still think, again, you mentioned it, he had relative success in the NFL. He yeah. probably wants to get back to the NFL. Uh, maybe. Just you can't be a GM next time. He, he proved he's an okay coach. Four out of six years in the playoffs. Uh, he's right. a not want be college Lance coach, is GM. more
2: likely to end it here if he gets right.
0: it. Lance Leipold. He's this, likely to This end is it here. someone who has been here before. Who has built programs at Wisconsin, Whitewater, at Buffalo? Now, we'll see if Kansas keeps it up at three and this season. He everywhere he's gone, he has built a winner, a respectable team that's been tough.
2: Yeah, right? at places that it's not easy.
0: Right, Buffalo. I mean, again, they've they've had some success with other coaches, but hmm. right now their their coach who took over from him is not doing well. No, no, not doing well. I mean, they no. they lost to Holy Cross. No, the Lance day. knows Sip. how to build a win. Sip.
2: Buffalo lost to Holy know, Cross know, the other day. Hello. That he knows how to build a winning culture. And I want to drive that point home that you're making, which is a good one. Lance is 58. If they were to hire Lance Leipold, if they were to hire Lance Leipold, he'll finish his career here.
0: I was going to say, and go back to They'll Scott. He'll finish it here. Go back to early discussions of Scott Frost when, when we thought he was the next great thing. You, you even said on this show, which I was with you, that if he has success he might go to the Cowboys. He might be an NFL coach. Yeah, I wondered right? I always wondered about Frost. If he had success there's no guarantee he'd stick it out I here. didn't think there this was a This would be like if you want a coach that views this place as the ending spot and, and not any sort of stepping stone somewhere. That's Lipole.
2: I know some Bill people Bill O'Brien gonna, I believe would use this to get back to the NFL. Some people are going to say, are you sure that's what you want? Don't you want a coach who's thinking big big big? I'd say no. I would I'd, I I like the idea of Lance Leipold, who does have an affinity for this state. Not from here, by the way. He's from Janesville, Wisconsin. And 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 think about that now. I mean, is what, what if Wisconsin would lap him up? You know, if it goes bad right. there. Yep. Um, no, Lance, I know would finish it out here, and I'd never worry about him. I'd never w- worry about him. Giving anything but his all in this. Uh, exactly. I mean, Lance You know he'd be all in We it. know him. Yeah. I mean we know what kind of personality. He's a grinder, very big picture oriented. But you're right. What he's done first of all, first of all, you can't ignore six national title rings at Wisconsin Whitewater. You can't. Some people will. They'll say, Well sip that was division three. I don't care. It's six national title rings. What he did at Buffalo was was this record, they'll pull it up. It's thirty six and thirty two. Okay, thirty six and thirty two at, at Buffalo, but he won two. He won the MAC twice, um, which is sort of unheard of um, at Buffalo. So he built that. He built a winning culture at Buffalo. And now he's quickly flipped things at Kansas, and now people are going to say, "Sip, they're three and zero. They have a great chance to get to four and But the, their schedule's backloaded, and it is. It'll get rough for Lance.
0: Well, but but us not forget. Pause right there. Lance took over last year. It was, it was his first year at Kansas. Right. And what did he do in his first year? He pushed Oklahoma to the brink, and he beat Texas in his first season
2: at a place right. that sucked. People, the Kansas fan base and donors are excited. They're, I would tell you that Kansas's big donors right now are, are very anxious. Like, they know that they could lose Nebraska's them. out there or somebody well, else. somebody else. I mean, that's the other thing, part of the Lance conversation that scares me. Is it what if, I mean, there's other jobs that are going to open. And one's open. Arizona State's open. Auburn's probably going to open, right? Yeah. What else is going to open? You know, that we always have to be mindful of that in this conversation. There, there's other jobs that are going to open. You know, it's not a dead lock cinch that Lance would come here, I wouldn't think. But I think they, uh, Nebraska would be, have a great chance. How about this take? We'll get to a couple calls here in a second.
0: Uh, Sanderson checks in with the. Uh, a counterpoint here to us, he says, "I kind of want a guy who might use this as a stepping stone. He would give it his all to get to that next place."
2: Well, I get it. Um, that's why I, in I, a, I was in a Bill
0: Sanders- O'Brien sense that I was discussing. Yeah, Sanderson. I was kind of saying that and he wants. He likes O'Brien, by the way. Yeah, he likes B.O.B.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. Now, again, I'm really interested in this report. Is it? Do you think this is really the three that Trev is locked in on? I don't. No. Because you are skeptical of coaching search reports absolutely, in general? Absolutely. Yeah, where does this stuff come from? He doesn't really say, right? No. I, I mean. He, and he's, he also
0: brings up a wild card yeah. in this, who's Matt Rule. Yeah. Who, by the way, Matt Rule, as we, as people point out a lot over the last couple of days, is 0-11 all-time against ranked teams. Oof. Never Oof. beat a ranked team. Oof good
2: years at Baylor but he's never been a ranked team. Rule has a and Temple has a very what he a lot of what Matt Rule has going for him is a very appealing personality. He's a very he's a very upbeat, affable, collegiate type guy. He's he just seems collegiate to me and not NFL. Just seems like he fits well in well, the he, collegiate he, environment. He
0: won't be there very long, right? The, the Panthers are going to fire him, mm-hmm. and he will have options of where he want right. Does Auburn want Matt Rule? Yeah. Does Does Nebraska want? Him? Is he does Arizona State here? want Matt Is he Rule? A fit here. He,
2: let's talk about fit. Probably don't know enough about Rule to 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 determine whether he's a fit here or not. Bill O'Brien would be a fit. Why? Why would Bill O'Brien be a fit, Jake? Why do you think I say that? Big Ten experience big 10 experience tough kind of rugged type guy could handle this place very pelini-esque dialed back and more appropriate um (laughs) seriously um not like pelini in that he's offensive oriented and quarterback oriented you worry about offensive line i don't because he's a rugged guy he'll run the ball all right um very astute He's working for Saban. He's in that environment. I don't think I don't think you personally put enough into put enough stock in just that that he spent two years in the best program in the country. There's a lot to be learned from that. Sure. Um, there's a lot to take away from that. I I know that's the case because Phil Peets is a friend of mine, and Phil talks. He he spent two se I think two separate stints at Alabama. In you know as an, as an analyst. And he, he just can't say enough about what he learned. Every day, what he learned about that, the organization and how Saban how conducted himself on a daily basis and the, the level of detail that was incredible. You learn a ton from Saban. Saban's not just sitting behind a big desk and letting the operation operate itself. Saban is in it. He is yeah. in it. Okay. And you when Saban asks you a question, you better know it. you better know it, okay? And so those guys are always always dialed in. Jake, do you understand how much that can help a coach? I do. Okay, now, would Campbell fit? Ah, Campbell would Campbell strikes me a little bit like a like a young Riley, Mike Riley. Super that's, nice guy. That's the
0: comparison I've been hearing. Yeah,
2: super nice guy. He's done a lot at Iowa State. you got to give him that. But 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 what I always say is you've got to give Jamie Pollard credit, too, for building that place. I Sometimes I hear, man, Matt Campbell, look at what he's built Iowa State into. It's a real football school now. It's a, it's a stadium that's alive. you got to give Jamie Pollard a lot of credit, too. Great AD. Great AD. Great AD. Great
0: AD. Let's get a call from Brandon. Brandon, you're on early break.
2: Go ahead.
3: Hey, guys, how's it going?
2: Good, Brandon. It's going wonderful.
3: (laughs) A couple things here. I I tried to call him the other day, and I had to let go, but uh, you guys were talking kind of about um, maybe potentially who might be next to be cut within the the program from coaches and, you know, looking and evaluating that. I know there's been a lot of talk lately about strength and conditioning with DeVall, and from what I've seen so far this year, from a strength and conditioning standpoint, yes, our guys are bigger. Um, I think that plays a huge role with the flexibility and speed aspect, per se, because they're, they're getting these guys designed to withstand the, t- the test of a, of a Big Ten schedule. Um, the offensive and defensive lines, from what I've seen, it hasn't been a strength issue, I think a lot of it is more technique-oriented, uh, technique and I think that all goes back to Dawson and uh Rayola because you watch the, the films from the games, and you look at that defensive line. They're not getting their hands into the pads of the offensive line. They're using their shoulders. They're not using their hands to fight off the offensive lineman's hands and rip through or swim. You don't see any of those type techniques being used. And our offensive line, the thing that's really stood out to me is they're not trusting their footwork to get them in the right position, and then they're not engaging those defensive linemen with their hands into the chest. Those guys are just surely beating them around the corner because, for one, either they're they're not getting good contact with the defensive linemen, and I think that all goes back to those individual coaches on the line and working with those guys on those techniques. Um, I think, and maybe I'm totally wrong on this tip, but you guys probably know more about this because you've been around, around this a lot longer than I have. But do you put a little bit of the blame in the last 20-some years of, of Nebraska and the downfall of it? Do you put a little bit of that blame also on some of these boosters that we have that have the big money that can push and drive some of these decision-makings that have been uh, made as well as some of the athletic department Um, with the changes in the coaching staff? uh, You know, I feel like those guys with the big pocketbooks are also at fault here a little bit for the, the way our program has fallen too.
2: Hmm. Thanks, I'd have to think about that, Brendan. Um. Uh, I put it more on administration. Yep. Yep. Administration than I don't think that the administration gets as much blame as it should. Now I'm going back to Harvey Perlman. Um, you know, I'm going back to Steve Peterson. Uh, I'm going to Sean Eichhorst. There's a lot of it, decisions made at the administrative level and just the way a lot of it was handled at the administrative level that led to a lot of these issues that we've seen in the program, just bad decisions, bad. I just, I mean, really, you know, and those guys kind of skated through somehow. Um, Harvey did anyway. <laughs> you yeah, know, he did. He did. He did. And, and you can trace a lot of the issues that have occurred here right to that, that office
0: more next on early break in the ticket.